So today is the feast of St. Francis de Sales. And when I came across St. Francis de Sales first, I didn't really like him because uh, he's really smart. And I thought, okay, he can become a saint because he's really smart. So there you go. Uh, it's going to be easy for him because he can read lots of saintly books, holy books, and uh, learn scripture off and remember it. So obviously he has a fast track to sanctity. Not the case, though. Once you delve a little into the, any of these, even super smart saints, you delve into their, their, their spiritual lives, they did not become saints because they were smart. They became saints because they knew how to sacrifice themselves. So he was born to a fairly wealthy family. His dad wants him to be a lawyer, born in 1567. And uh, he qualified as a lawyer, uh, studied in Paris. Uh, in, uh, when he was 24 years of age, he, he qualified as a lawyer. But um, there was a restlessness in him. There was something, there was a, like a, a deeper calling. He liked horse riding. Uh, and on one particular day, he was going horse riding uh, with his sword, as you do, because... Who doesn't want to go horse riding with a sword and the horse kicked him off three times and each time he did the sword and the the scabbard the scabbard is the name of the cover for the sword the sword and the scabbard fell off him and formed a cross three times uh, while he was horse riding so uh, he took this as a sign that he was being called to the priesthood uh, so he did he went he went for his studies and he was ordained this is around the time now of the Protestant uh, Reformation, so it was a time of great tension, especially like in Switzerland there, that was where Calvin was, where Calvinists, or uh, Calvinism uh, began. So uh, he felt a burning desire in his heart to go and speak to the Calvinists and to try and bring them back because they had a, a following of about 60,000 at the time. And uh, St. Francis felt d driven, compelled to go to them and preach the, the truth of our faith. Now, um, sadly, initially, uh, he was very much rejected, so a lot of, a lot of doors slammed in his face, uh, a lot of rocks and rotten fruit thrown at him, and also it was a very unpleasant uh, kind of a mission for him. So uh, he didn't give up, though. He didn't give up. In Switzerland, that part of the world, very, very beautiful in the summer, quite cold in the winter, so he would still visit house to house in the winter, and so much so that his, his feet actually, he got a form of frostbite where they would swell and bleed and not very pleasant at all. But such was his determination to win people back for the Lord. So since there were so many rejections, he thought, what, what I need to do is I need to summarize what I want to say and slip it in under the doors. So people can know what Catholics actually believe. Because, you know, the, the typical accusations uh, that might come our way, that we adore statues and that uh, our, our relationship with the Pope is you know, substituting that of Christ and you know, the Sola Scriptura argument and those kind of usuals. So he, he answered them uh, on a pamphlet and passed them in to the various houses. And he began to have great success. Uh, people started coming back, thank God. Uh, another interesting part of his story, and I was reading it, Today, just a summary, of, I was reading a summary of his life, and the author drew great attention to this particular point and said that this was one of the turning points in his life, right? <coughs> turning points in his, in his life as a priest. So he got to know uh, a lady by the name of, well, we call her, in English, we call her Jane, Jane de Chantal, and um, they struck up a really wonderful friendship so some kind of compared to you know francis and claire uh francis so like francis of assisi and, and claire assisi uh, francis de sales and jean de chantal 
uh, a wonderful, a wonderful friendship. I remember, I think I, I mentioned this a while ago, but a couple of years ago I heard a talk from Sister Miriam James Highland, and she spoke about friendship, and she said something I'd never heard before. She said that in the eyes of the church, in the eyes of God, friendship is a very high form of love. And that just really struck me. I guess in today's world, friendship, I mean, you have acquaintance, you have friendship, but maybe even today for young people with, with, with friends on, on, on Facebook, maybe, maybe friendship doesn't even mean friendship anymore. Um, friendship seems quite maybe fickle. It's, it's quite unstable. Maybe yes, maybe no. It depends on what you post. The more, you know, more uh, likable you are, as in the more you look good or the more you look shocking, whatever it may be, the more friends you have. But then as soon as you're only kind of normal, you start to lose friends. I mean, it's, it's a weird kind of a world to be in at the moment. But she underlined the point that in, in the eyes of, of God, friendship is a deep form of love, a deep form of love. And when you think about it, Jesus himself said, a man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. And also St. Augustine, as regards uh, friendship, it said that uh, he held friendship with such a high regard and held it as so important and so valuable because he believed that everything that exists, of everything that exists in the world only true friendship can lead a person to God. That's a powerful expression now from St. Augustine, that only true friendship can lead a person to God. The, and they say the reason this was so instrumental in St. Francis' life was uh, one of his main missions when he became, he became Bishop uh, of, of uh, Geneva as well. And as, as Bishop, obviously your primary goal is to direct your priests, but he also felt it very, very important to direct people, so not just to be, not just to have an office job, but to, to stay in touch with people. So he, he became her spiritual director, but noticed very quickly that she was surpassing him in holiness, right? So he's directing her, but notices that she's actually, she's got a real, she's got a mystical soul. Uh, something very, very beautiful about her soul. And it, it, just the, the, way, the way the author wrote it in, in the book that I read, uh, the summary that I read, was that seeing her progress in this, uh, way of mystical union with God, he was encouraged or driven to, to, to follow suit. And so both were led into a, a profound relationship with God, a, a beautiful, wholesome relationship with each other. All, all, all spirit-led and all to the greater glory of God. And that's a, I, was, I guess that was my, my, my reflection then today, thinking about friendship and what makes good friendship and how important it is, like for us as, as young people, well, for ye as young people, uh, for myself too, uh, like the importance of friendship, the importance of, of having people who you know walk with you, pray with you, and pray for you. And how to, how to, how to if you will, how, 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 to recognize, how to recognize that and then appreciate it. That true friendship is, is a friendship that guides us to God. That's it. True friendship is a friendship that guides us to God. And that was what really stuck out uh, in, in St. Francis' life, St. Francis de Sales' life. This, this one particular friendship that he had, which completely changed and deepened his priesthood, his, his episcopacy, his, his vocation as a bishop. Today... We ask the Lord for, for good friends. Very often, and maybe this is your own experience as well, 
working with, with young people, it's something which you come across, and it's so tragic every single time, you come across so much loneliness, so much loneliness, when people uh, don't have anybody they believe cares or listens or would miss them. And that's a tragedy. Because the Lord knows your heart, knows everything good and beautiful about it. He knows every, he has counted every tear. He knows every sigh, every prayer that you ever made. He knows them all. And he believes you're worth loving. He believes that you're good. And there are, here in this chapel, people surrounding you right now who the Lord knows and loves and believes that they're good and that they're worth loving. And when we start Holy Family here, something which we just really wanted from the very beginning was that we would always be that, a family, a family. And that's the most beautiful thing to see, to see friendships <coughs> sprouting up and then afterwards, after people have left here, <coughs> to see friendships continue, to, but to continue of their, of their own steam, like without any encouragement from me or anybody else, just friendships being carried forward because people meet people of faith and we need people of faith, friendships in faith. So we ask that we, if there's something we need, as the Lord says, pray for it. So we pray. We pray for each one of us here and for everyone watching tonight as well. For the gift of true friends. The gift of real friendship. It was necessary in the lives of the saints. It's necessary in our lives. And that all of those who the Lord puts in our path might be people who we can help to find God or people who may breeze past us and help lead us to God. Well, so be it. Either way, as long as we find the Lord, as long as we find heaven, it doesn't matter who's leading. We ask the Lord today to help us to be true friends to others. To help us to recognize the other's need. For a man can have no greater love than to lay down his life for his friends. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, it's Father Patrick Cahill here. I just want to thank you so much for all of your generosity over uh, our Christmas appeal. Thank you so much for uh, all that you've done for us in supporting us financially uh, and also for your prayers. Thank God we reached our target so we're able to continue uh, forming the hearts of young people to know, love, and serve the Lord more deeply. This is all possible in, a, in the way that the church always is. We rely on each other. We support each other. There are some who speak. There are some who support. There are some who pray. Uh, we're all in this together. So thank you so much for your part uh, in this story and in the success of Holy Family Mission. We pray for you every day, especially on Wednesdays, where we offer our Mass uh, to St. Joseph, the Father of all providence, uh, also for your intentions. So may the good Lord reward you always. God bless.